0: as well as
1: um, the delegation from the entity in this case Um, our participants on the platform uh, including uh, Ms. Graham uh, on uh, whose petition we are gathered here today Um, Fellow South Africans who are following deliberations of this committee, Uh, you are also greeted. Honorable members, I will, without a waste of time, really just deal with the formalities uh, of the meeting, Uh, more of a reminder uh, of the rules of engagement on this platform. Uh, first and foremost, uh, just for this meeting to be orderly uh, and it, for it to run smoothly uh, from the position of chairing the meeting, it's just to remind ourselves that at all times our mics should be muted, video camera switched off if you are not on the platform as recognized by the chairperson to speak. At the time that you would want to speak, you would use a a gadget to raise the hand. Uh, Where I'm unable to see that, uh, the committee support will assist me in that regard. And in that score, the hand will be recognized. And once allowed by the chair, you then unmute the mic, as well as switch on your video camera so that uh, the viewer's home could also follow uh, who is uh, speaking. But in a situation where there may be connectivity challenges, you would advise the meeting that you may be experiencing that in that score would allow you to proceed without your video camera on in a way that maximizes the bandwidth uh, and we'll be able to hear you in that regard. This would also be the case for those who may be losing network or rejoining the meeting, then at all times ensure that as you rejoin, uh, we you ensure that the the mic is muted and, and the video camera is off, as this may distract a speaker that may be on the platform due to background sounds, as microphones are quite sensitive. I take it that we are clear on that first part, second part relates to a uh, point of orders that members may want to raise. That in a case of po- point of order or any point that a member would want to raise, you would raise your hand first and be recognized by the chair. Only at the time that the chairperson would have given you an opportunity to speak, that you would unmute your mic. We also advised honorable members that we do avoid... A necessary point of orders that can lead to the collapse of the meeting on this platform. But I can guarantee that would always give an opportunity to any member who would want to speak. uh, To speak. However, you need to be recognized by the chair. Unmuting the mic without the chair having recognized you and allowed you to speak would be breaking off the rules. Uh, In that score, I would, as I said, without waste of time, just outline how we are going to proceed from here. I know that uh, we have the deputy uh, minister, uh, but I'll just deal with the formality of apologies, just for record. Um, But we'll take first, in terms of presentations, 15 minutes presentation. Uh, from uh, Ms. Crammare to present, as we we'll would be dealing with the pe- petition as referred to us by the speaker to the ATC of the 6th of December 2021. 20, thereafter, we we'll would then have the response from the department, as this petition would have been duly by- but with the department and the entity to be able to respond. In that score, the deputy minister will then be afforded an opportunity to uh, do the overview on that uh, response, as well as taking the committee into confidence on any matter. As this petition may just uh, be one area, but as all uh, honourable members would know, uh, this committee has been handling the matters that relates to. Repositioning of support, given its current challenges. Uh, so we'll give that, <clears throat> and thereafter the deputy minister will then start the counting of the minutes allocated to the response, and will allocate twenty minutes uh, for the response. And from there, would then allow members uh, to engage the matter, mm-hmm. as we would then wrap up and get to items of the committee which will be approval of outstanding minutes uh, please uh, once again feel welcomed this meeting is now officially opened i'll then check with ajira for purposes of record if there are apologies that we need to record as the committee
2: ajira. Morning, Chairperson. Apologies for the minister who has another commitment. Thank you very much.
1: Okay, thank you, Ajira. So I thought you will also raise the point that uh, Honorable Mbele would have raised on uh, the committee platform. Um, I I think it, it, it will only be fair that we just clarify Honorable Mbele, so that we deal with this point now. That indeed, uh, from the committee support, the members may have not uh, been ATC'd, meaning that their official participation uh, would get to be a problem from a point of color uh, in that score. So it would still take you to be the member and that uh, Once ATC, they will then be members of the committee. However, they can uh, participate as uh, any other member who gets to come into the committee who's not a member of the committee. I would not want to say observer uh, status, uh, but it does happen that members do attend uh, committees, but of course they would not uh, Uh, vote on matters on the table as they are not members of the committee. And from where one is sitting, there's really uh, no matter uh, to vote on in the way we have been operating uh, in this committee, except to uh, listen to all voices uh, represented in the committee uh, in the best way uh, to serve the interests of South Africans. So in that score, um, we will introduce them, yes, but uh, they are just uh, uh, attending, uh, not really forming part of the quorum until uh, they are sit they are accordingly. Um, I, I hope that that clarifies uh, Honorable Mbele. So you can do that brief introduction so that when they participate in the items, we, we do know uh, if, if they start.
3: Uh, th- th- uh, thank you very much, uh, Chairperson. Uh, good morning to you and to the colleagues and everyone on the platform. Uh, yes, I did think it was it was important uh, for for clarity and and uh, as a courtesy um, as part of the coming transition um, to uh, introduce my colleagues who will be. Uh, coming onto the committee as as members uh, following a portfolio reallocation um, uh, in in our caucus. So just very briefly, it's uh, f- for the sake of of the other members of the committee to be introduced to um, Honorable uh, Solly Malati, um, as well as Honorable Tulufelo uh, Mutsiri, uh, who will be. Um, Coming on board the the committee officially as soon as as it's atc'd, but obviously for the purposes of substantive um, sort of coming to grips and and coming on stream, they'll be joining the committee meetings uh, from today onwards. Uh, thanks, chair, for the opportunity.
1: Thank you. Uh, I'm not sure if if my colleagues... Thank you, Honourable. Shazad, we like, oh, so, 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 didn't even see that so that we know if it's them when they place their hands, because there are also other people on the platform. Okay, can we then uh, uh, proceed? I think as we proceed, would then uh, go to the first uh, item. As I said, that item would be uh, 15 minutes a presentation. Um, and, and thereafter, immediately would then take the deputy minister to do an overview as there would be a, a response. Um, this will also uh, present an opportunity for um, Ms. Graham Murray to also introduce uh, herself and then introduce the, the petition. Over to you, uh, Miss Graham Murray.
4: Good morning, Chairperson, um, and thank you very, very much for the very warm welcome. Um, before I start, I would just like to say that Hajira has just been phenomenal in supporting me in getting to this point. Um, so I'd very much just like to thank her for the help and assistance she's given me um, in preparing for today's presentation. Um, and I would like to thank the committee for dealing with this so quickly. Um, I have good news and bad news as I go through my presentation, um, but um, I will, I will give, I'll go more into that as, as we progress. Um, so I, I am the constituency head for Dr. Bayer's Nordea local municipality, which is in the Eastern Cape. This municipality was amalgamated in 2016 out of three existing municipalities, Camdebois, um, Equesee, and Bavians. Camdebois consists of Grafrenet, um, New Bethesda, Aberdeen. Equesi consists of Janssenville and Kliplatt and Warteford, which is a settlement. And Bavians consists of um, state-level Willemar and Ritbraun. Um, So the amalgamation occurred in 2016. It has been fraught with with all sorts of complications. We are now the third largest municipality geographically in the country, with 29,000 square kilometers of area to be covered. It's a very rural municipality. It's a very poor municipality. Um, We are one of seven local municipalities in the Sarabatman District Municipality, but we make up half the municipal size. Um, geographically, um, so there are a lot of issues that that we face. Um, the municipal population is only eighty-one thousand, and of that population, at least fifty-one percent um, are indigent. So it's it's been a very very tough transition. Um, there's not enough money, um, and it's a very very poor farming community um, with very very high unemployment. So the Janssenville Post Office itself services um, Janssenville, uh, Cliplot, and Vartaford. Vartaford, as I say, is is just a little small settlement. Um, Janssenville population is just over 5,000 and the Cliplot population is just under 3,000 but the Clipplot population, Janssenville has some formal businesses, um so so the unemployment rate isn't as high there as it is in in Clipplot. has they reckon an eighty percent unemployment rate. There are no formal businesses. We've got spaza shops, and that's about the sum total of any form of economy that's happening there. Most people get casual work on farms um and and that's about the sum total of the of the work opportunities um and cwp and potentially epwp programs um and the reason i'm i'm explaining this to you is that Yansenville is the is the economic hub of the area um and it's 33 kilometers from kliplot and in order for anything to happen the people from Cliplot have to pay 80 rand round trip to go to Yansenville to conduct their business Cliplot is um poverty-stricken, and it was a declared poverty site by the Department of Social Development. So um, it's a massively, massively poor area. Um, and obviously, grants are the major source of income in that area. So the issues we raised in the petition was one of the biggest problems we had is that there's a lack of planning around money. So periodically, the Police uh, Post Office runs out of money. Um, and because there's been no mechanism in place to notify people, we have a, a case where people from uh, Clipplot are then traveling. Look, it applies to people coming from Barterford. It applies to people coming from farms, but predominantly the issues have been raised around people from Cliplot. so they they pay for transport or they take transport um, with a view to paying it on the return trip, so the 80 rand will then be, be paid on the return trip. They then arrive in Janssenville and there's no money in the post office. Um, and they have no means of getting home. So we've had cases of elderly people who've then had to sleep on the streets um, because they can't get back to their homes in lot the police have been great, and um, obviously we, we don't advertise this, but every now and then police have actually been forced to take people back to Klaplot purely because they've had no other means of getting home. Um, so this is a huge problem that we have, um, and it's not just in, in, in Janssenville. We have the same in our other areas in Willowmore and level, where we've got people coming from outer areas um, to try and get their grants um, and arriving when there's no money. So the lack of planning around money has been a big a big problem, Also the inadequate notification mechanisms. So in the past, there's been no way to alert people to the fact that the post office has run out of money, so um, we can't stop people from arriving. So that obviously causes huge issues, and as you well know, in every town, in every part of this country, the queues for the, the, the SRD grant are massive. Um, And that's obviously then creating a problem because you've got people literally sitting on the pavement all day um, with no access to food, no access to water, no access to toilets. um, And that's having a huge impact on the community at large um we also got a number of complaints you know small communities everybody knows everybody's business so um a lot of issues were raised around the the, the lady who is in charge of the youngsonville post office she actually lives in Cliplot. um but there were a lot of allegations made that she wasn't opening and closing um within the the operating times of the post office um they were closing without notifying people so people would arrive and there'd just be a sign saying i'm um, you know on sick leave or whatever and and that's such the Post office was closed for the day. Um, there were allegations that she and her husband were running a, um, a shop, sort of. Um, we call them scoppers in the Eastern Cape. It's a loan shark business, um, and that as people were getting their grants, they were coming out, and her husband was demanding money, um, and also selling alcohol from the car park. Um, and then there were also allegations around the way people were being treated. We were also we also heard that there were times when the, her husband was inside behind the counter in the post office and operating there illegally. Um, so all of these, and and these allegations were made to our councillors, um, they were made to me, I had no evidence of them but obviously we need to take allegations that we are hearing repeatedly seriously so um for that reason we decided to to i had tried at that stage unsuccessfully to get hold of um anybody in the eastern cape in the post office to try and discuss the matter um so we decided that perhaps the best way to shine a light on this issue was was to do a petition um which we then obviously did and submitted to to your committee um, subsequent to that, um, Tommy van Rooyen from, from the Eastern Cape um, Post Office contacted me um, and set up a Zoom meeting um, with myself and one of his colleagues and him, um, and we chatted about the issues raised in the petition. Um, and um, obviously, he then explained to me the issues around the the money and how um, money has got to be ordered a month in advance um, for these outlying post offices, and they can only be replenished Once during a month and then once at the end of the month. Um, And what happens is obviously that with SASA, SASA determined they're going to do a whole series of back payments um, and that money hasn't been accounted for um, in the planning phase. And that creates the issue about money running out. Um, so what we decided then was that um, so Tommy alerts me when any of the post offices are about to run out of money and I then notify the councillors in that town and request that they then communicate that to the groups. So that's that's had a huge impact on on the unhappiness around people arriving um, for for their grants and discovering that the post office is out of money, because some days it's five or six days before there's there's money being replenished. Um, And then this this means at least that we're not, we're not creating unnecessary um, issues within the community. Obviously we can't reach everybody, um, but it certainly has been one way in which we have mitigated against um, against that problem. Um, and then obviously he's also, they also, I know they communicated with me that they've done a spot check on the post office and they had determined that everything was operating um, well and, and better. I have spoken to my councillor in that area and she has said that so far we haven't had any complaints since, since the petition was sub- submitted. Um, and we did a media statement on this there has been an improvement um in in what has happened in that post office and i think it also has helped with with us being able to notify them um one of the other issues that we have identified is that um i've, I've put in a question to ascertain the details of all the post offices in my constituency but certainly the Yansonville post office and the net post office and um, which services a far bigger community Um, are both um, in privately owned buildings. Now, the Janssenville Post Office, to my knowledge, the post office is three months in arrears with its um, uh, rental. The Grafrenet Post Office, um, the post office is 14 months in arrears with its rental. They owe the owners of that building nearly half a million rand. Now, obviously... The owners of the building are saying their only recourse at this stage might very well be just to lock the doors of the building, Um, but we don't have an alternative for the people of our area. So in each town where, where a post office operates, we don't have a nearby alternative. Our towns are between 50 and 80 to 100 kilometers apart. And people, there's no ways they can travel there. Um, so the threat of closure of the post office is obviously also something that's weighing on us quite heavily. So um, hopefully I'll have a, a full response from the minister to my question. Um, but at this this stage, the Janssenville post office is in arrears, as far as I'm aware, for, for at least three to four months. So... As I say, I had good news and bad news, um, but I do believe that, that there, are, there are other ways that we can start trying to address the issues of money running out and also that we need to be monitoring our outlying post offices more effectively to make sure that there isn't an opportunity for things like loan sharking and that to, to be taking place. Um, but yeah, so at this stage that's where we're at. Um, as I've said, it is operating a bit better than it was, and I think that that has um, you know, is is due to the interventions by by the Eastern Cape um department, um, the Eastern Cape guys. Um so yeah, but I, I have no no doubt that the same sort of issues are happening in other post offices and hopefully this raises um some some of the issues. Um, I'd like to really thank you for the opportunity um, for me to present to you. It's, it's not a long presentation and there's not too much to say, um, but I'm more than happy to take any questions if there are any. Thank you so much. Thank
1: you. Thank you, um, uh-uh. thank okay, you Mr. Can- <laughs> I just wanted to check, uh, before we engage this um, item, I just wanted to check if the deputy minister has been able now to connect. So that if not, we'll then ask uh, the acting DG to uh, just to overview and introduce the the entity uh, and whoever would be taking us through the presentation uh, in response. To the petition. Not yet. The deputy minister has not been able to to connect. Okay.
0: Can we then have to Yes, please. Yes, good morning, Chair. Um, I hope you are able to hear me. Loud
1: and clear, and we can see you.
2: Thank you very much, um, Chair. Um, Chair, the the Department has taken note um, of the the concerns that have been raised, um, which are obviously worrying. Um, we believe that the post office um, has got a very strategic role um, in as far as ensuring that it provides services, um, especially in those remote and, um, uh, remote areas, as, as, as it has been alluded to. Um, and, and therefore, um, Chair, we've had a discussion, um, continuous engagements um, with the post office. Um, on this particular matter. Um, And in our engagements um, with them, I think as the presentation that will be um, deliberated or tabled by SAPO now at this platform, um, they have put in measures in terms of how to address um, the matter. And we note, obviously, that one of the biggest challenges, um, which SAPO is also trying to address at the moment, um, is then, then the need for us to to address the the financial constraints um, So, Chair, I think as a department, um, what we have been doing is that we'll continue to engage and to make sure um, that SAPO still honours its obligations. Um, As the department, um, we are committed um, to finding an optimal way um, to address the financial challenges um, at the entity. And we're working towards repositioning it to eventually function as a sustainable, productive, and an efficient entity. Um, which is also very critical and strategic in terms of service delivery um, for, for the country. So Chair, whilst the interventions are in progress and the entities, unfortunately, um, from time to time, they face um, the service delivery challenges um, and financial constraints. Um, what we are then doing, um, and we note that this is having negative um, impact um in the communities. And we've continued to implore um, with TUSAPO and the, our engagement, continuous engagement with the CEO um, is to ensure that there should be less disruptiveness. So I would like to hand over um chair to the SAPO management um, also I noted that is let me also recognize the acting um, chair of SAPO um, as well as the management um, acting deputy chair of SAPO um, who is in attendance as well as then the management of SAPO um, so that they can then take us through and address then what are then the interventions that they are going to put in place Um, thank you very much.
0: Chair. Mm, good good morning. Good morning, uh,
5: chair and members of the portfolio committee. Uh, good morning, leadership of the department, as well as of um, SAPO. I trust my voice does project. Um, I will be relying more on management on the uh, operational uh, parts uh, of what is um, uh, responsible for the situation in Janssenville uh, as well as GroupBot. But however, uh, for the uh, benefit of membership at large and particularly MP Granmarine, I would only like to highlight uh, one part of uh, uh, her comments and her presentation, which is the threat uh, uh, of closure uh, to both Johnsonville as well as the Hraf uh, post offices. Uh, the other parts, as I say, will be addressed more operationally in the presentation. Uh, and very, very briefly, and I'm happy uh, to have this point even later and just indicate it The post office is really in a situation where, uh, financially, uh, it is in dire straits. Uh, Part of it, it can be argued, has been lack of efficiencies in the past, so it is a legacy issue. However, for the past two, three financial years, what has made the situation worse has been a lack of uh, funding. I have illustrated elsewhere, that when the majority of the membership of the board came on board, uh, there had been an expectation of the funding. Uh, and uh, without prior warning, uh, the M- 2 cycles didn't deliver uh, any funding. So that situation is blighting the post office at every, at every corner. And the situation that is obtaining currently both in Johnsonville and, and elsewhere, kraft and so on, uh, is replicated across whether they go to Boonfontein and so on. But as a result of that, uh, the department has um, asked uh, the post office to come up uh, with a strategy uh, uh, to tell the post office around. Uh our gripe, I guess, or the gripe of the post office is that uh, any strategy would require resources, and we trust and we hope, and our prayer is that uh, this will be forthcoming uh, soon rather than later. Post office is becoming unattractive, not only to the public and to stakeholders, uh, but also. To the post office membership itself. And we've seen a number of designations, both of staff and board members. However, there is a determination uh, on the part uh, of both the board and management to turn things around. And uh, lastly, um, this analogy has been illustrated on, on, on many platforms that no matter how much determination there is, no matter uh, how much effort is put into the turnaround, if there isn't an enabling uh, resource to get things going, then uh, it's, it's, it's going to get worse rather than better. And the illustration of, you know, a kite, Jalopy, uh, that requires uh, attention. You can have the best driver, but if you do not have resources to buy parts and so on, it's not going to go too far. Uh, and similarly, and we had the portfolio committee engagement, not a portfolio committee, scope engagement, uh, just recently. Uh, we came in as well and outlined, outlined almost similarly some of the challenges uh, that have been highlighted in the presentation by. Uh, M.P. Kremler. Uh, but at the end of it, after the presentation and discussion, they were able to sympathize with the headaches and actually went out of their way to indicate that normally they don't enter the fray uh, of uh, either mobilizing, lobbying for funding, but they really felt that there is a need for them uh, to do so. And we trust that that sentiment and that intention of support will also transpose uh, to the portfolio committee, because uh, most of the problems are as a result of lack of the funding. But I will I will leave it at at that point for now, and, um, and maybe the CEO uh, would like to orchestrate uh, the the responses through a presentation that has been specifically uh, put together. Uh, for discussing the issues and the petition, and on that
0: score, thank you very much, the chair, as, as well as the entire membership of the of the meeting. Good
6: morning to the honourable chair of the committee and the honourable members of the committee the acting director general, uh, as well as the colleagues from the department, as well as my own colleagues. I do also note that some of the board members are in attendance from SAPO and, of course, the acting deputy chair who's just spoken. Uh, My name is Nomkita Mona, and I will be responding to the presentation made by the Honorable Graham Marais. Uh, on the challenges that we faced uh, in her area. I'd like to start off by just uh, confirming that we have indeed paid the rental, and we paid the rental in full, and that there is no longer a threat of us being evicted from that um, post office. Uh, but also, even though we were aware of the issues, it did actually bring to the fore the challenges of the region, and it's important for us to um, protect and also uh, defend the uh, issues so that we are able to give the services to the people in the region. And I think the um, demographics that were put for us in terms of how many people uh, are in the area, but also how far the post offices are, those are things that we have in our information, but it was also good for the public to get the information. Uh, So one of the reasons that we we have been, or the issues that we have been facing as the post office uh, in the past is that um, the the payment of the srds was something that was supposed to have been a short-term uh, solution that was offered uh, at the post offices so even in the in the beginning where we were given the task to pay which we are willingly uh, you know doing it because we understand the relevance of the post office not only in the rural areas but also in in every other area uh, of this country because it's important that people get access to communications, et cetera, and whatever we do in terms of the postal services. Uh, But what we also had been looking at, I mean, we'll just talk uh, very briefly around the the payment of SRDs, the plans that we put in place to mitigate the challenges that have been raised in the previous um, presentation. Uh, the petition that was uh, very clearly demonstrated here by the Honorable Member, but also uh, other regional interventions uh, that we have put in place so that we could correct any of the concerns that were made. Um, So um, just to reconfirm that we started paying the SRTs in May 2020. It was supposed to have been initially for a period of three months. We understand the, the requirement and the need for these SRTs to be done. And the post office being one with the uh, footprint that is in every little city or town in this country was indeed um a very important um a resource for the country to use so that we could at least reach those people. But also, I think it's important to note that in the Eastern Cape alone, we have paid cumulatively over 1.3 million uh, people in terms of the beneficiaries since this type of grant was given. This is just the SRD. We're not talking about the, the old age grant and the pensions, et cetera. In terms of the rent value that has been paid in the Eastern Cape, it's over a billion rent. So it just shows the importance of the post office in those regions, but also in the economies of those localities. And, I mean, it's very clear that if you're talking about 80% unemployment in an area, this kind of relief is quite uh, required. And uh, then in terms of the uh, SRTs that we pay in all our branches in that region, uh, the committee must please note we are focusing a lot – on the region because the petition was very specific to the region. And we have 159 post offices where we pay these grants. and um, But also, uh, it was also done as a as a, as a COVID relief uh, grant, but also we therefore were not able to enter into long term supplier contracts purely because it was supposed to be short term. And that also has led into other issues where suppliers are not able to, uh, you know, supply us with what we need because the extensions have happened. We note as well and the committee that the president has also um, extended the SAPD grant uh, for another year. We are gearing ourselves to be able to pay uh, the beneficiaries um, as as humanely as possible because other issues that were raised here were issues around people not being treated in in the most humane way. So we are looking into those issues as well. The problems, uh, as uh, demonstrated in the petition as well, were issues around the depletion of cash, and and we also call it a cash outage if the the CIT has not been able to go to those areas. Um, The other issue is around a difficulty in accurately predicting sometimes the beneficial turnout, but also the issues around uh, overcrowding in post offices. And and some people go to the post offices even before they receive the SMS that says, we are paying the people who have the last three digits of your ID today. Because remember, even the cash must be um uh, ordered in in that fashion uh, but because people are desperate they need money they don't wait for those smss which we fully understand but it also creates other issues uh, in the area uh also it's it's not possible for us to have the regular cit uh, you know drop offs for cash in, in in the province there are areas that we uh, term or called dead areas uh, because they have to be covered by ad hoc CIT services. And these uh, ad hoc CIT services, which is cash, cash and transit um, services, um, they actually cost 130,000 rand a month uh, just to get the cash to the the destination. But also we've seen a a huge increase in in criminal attacks, in robberies, in housebreaking where it comes to the post offices. We have had a number of our employees abducted from home, taken to the post office. They say, you are a branch manager, you must have the key, you must open so that we can get the money. So we have a number of those issues uh, that we have to deal with, and most of our staff in those areas are on sick leave because of post-traumatic stress disorder, and those are things that we are dealing with at uh, various um, uh, opportunities. Um, So I've basically spoken to this slide, and it was just to to ensure that the committee gets the, the uh, the information, but I've basically broken it out down in the in the previous uh, slide. So I won't spend too much time here, except to say at the bottom uh, right, in terms of the guarding services that we sometimes uh, may make sure that we bring to the areas, uh, but also we have to make sure that we strike a balance between cash le- levels in the branch, but also to be able to um, cater adequately for beneficiaries. So it is a problem, uh, but we are always um, watching it. We are always looking at trends. We're always modeling it and making sure that there's sufficient money to pay those beneficiaries for that day. Uh, So, uh, just a background on the petition itself. It was uh, communicated to our department, uh, the Department of Communications, uh, on the 7th of December last year. And also we did read in the Herald newspaper, which is a regional newspaper in the Eastern Cape, uh, mostly in the Nelson Mandela side, Sarapatman area. Um, and it was on the 9th of December, which the Honorable Member has also mentioned that they took it to the media. And the management team of the SAPO Eastern Cape then made contact uh, with the Honorable Brem Mare. and there was a, a virtual meeting held uh, with themselves, and they then threshed out a number of issues, one of which was to set up a a WhatsApp group so that there's at least a free flow of information uh, between, the, you know, our people as well as the community. So um, I'm quite happy as well to hear that the Honorable Member, Graham Marais, has said there has been an improvement because we have made sure that um, uh, that area is being monitored. We've put in place all the um uh, plans that we had agreed upon, and it's being continuously monitored. I must also state that as well, the uh, issues that were raised in terms of the allegations against the branch manager and the family, etc., are being looked into uh, by our internal uh, security and investigations team so that we can ensure that if those issues are happening, they are completely unacceptable and they do need to stop and we need to take uh, the necessary um, actions to make sure that consequences are are done. In terms of the the issues of of cash depletion and what we call cash outage as well, we are now monitoring this a lot more Uh, ensuring that uh, we don't disadvantage uh, the communities uh, who are supposed to get this money from us. I have mentioned that there is a WhatsApp group between our employees at SAPO as well as the counsellors, so that there's at least some kind of communication that goes through. There was an issue around, in some of our branches, you do find that it becomes a one-man branch, so to speak. So uh, because this was one such branch, we have now moved another uh, additional staff member from an, an area nearby. So we've transferred that person so that they can also now work from that branch so that there's issues around relief. If the one is not there, there's always um, you know, uh, someone to to deal with the public. We did do a sting operation on the 21st of January. And at that time, it seems, uh, things were seen to be uh, um, you know, going well. As I say, in the background, we are going to be continuously monitoring. And we have put the area manager onto this issue as well, so that he himself can also uh, monitor the branch. That would be the uh, the end of the presentation in terms of uh, us responding directly to the petition, Chair. Uh, but I think our acting deputy chair of the board has put in place in terms of the background and uh, what the issues are. And and I think it's important for us to note that uh, the support challenges that we are facing today um, do have a long history. They have been coming a, a long time. But I must say that uh, what we've done in the last 10 months to 11 months now, we have been very specific in terms of how it is that we uh you know, managing the business. There is a very strong, uh, you know, drive towards cost containment, firstly, but we also know that we are not going to change the the fortunes of the post office uh, just by saving costs. So it is very important for us to get new revenue. And that is why the strategy that we've put in front of the department, and it is called the post office of tomorrow, has elements of initiatives that will change the face of the post office as soon as we um, uh, implement them. However, as the chair has mentioned, some of those will have a dependency of funding. But we also are saying equally as the the post office, it's important for us to to be treated and also run like a business. Hence these um, revenue generation uh, or generating um, initiatives that we've put in place there. And we know that once we go through or beyond the hurdle, which is currently the um the the huge debt that we owe, which is historical, it has been happening over a long period of time. As soon as we get through that, we should be able to to get to the level. So the last comment I'd like to make, Chair, is that we have then on from a financial perspective, really gone through the lists of people who owe us we, who we owe money to, and we have been paying. I mean, uh, we're also pleased to say that we took a decision not to owe municipalities any money uh, in terms of the money that uh, they do for utilities, et cetera. So um, from about November last year, we started paying municipalities as a result of which we are now sitting at current for all the municipal bills. And this is countrywide. We've also focused a lot on the smaller and oldest debt, uh, so that whenever there's a little bit of money within the post office, we have been trying to liquidate and pay off those debts. And that's a process that we are also going to continue to do together with all our landlords, because our landlords are partners of the post office. Most of them have been really patient with us, and some of us have lost their patience, and they do kick us out. But whenever we can negotiate, Chair, we do do that. And I'd like to end this here, because the focus of this meeting was particularly to deal with the petition. Thank you very much, Chair.
2: Um, Chair, that concludes then our presentation. I'd like to hand back to you and the honourable members. Thank you.
1: Thank you, um, Acting TG and uh, the support team, as led by uh, Director the Chair, Mr. Machumbosi, and the CEO, Ms. Mona. We allow honorable members uh, open up an opportunity for you to engage with the presentation, uh, whether in the form of uh, trying to get clarities, uh, as well as uh, general contribution uh, on the matter. May I then check if there are members
0: would want to speak at this point. Um, Mr. Josie I see the Honorable Machosie. May I just check if there are other members?
1: Let's take Honorable Machosie for now. Please. Uh, Honorable Machosi, you are recognized. Uh, proceed.
7: Thank you, Chair. Uh, uh, good morning, uh, Honorable Chairperson and um, uh, Honorable Members, and also the management from SAPO and the Department of, um, of Communications. Mm. No, mine will be will be uh, um, uh, uh, two uh, two Chairperson um uh, firstly is to welcome the presentation that we have received from SAPO. and um this time uh, after the presentation not um holding our heads and saying oh what is happening with uh, this entity but um, um having that hope that SAPO, is at least it's it's coming back and uh, we can hear from the presentation that um they are trying by all means to manage um, uh, 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 their accounts and also the, the 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 performance of sapo in different uh, uh, um, uh, locations we welcome that and we are like to see that uh, at least now there's leadership in sapo and we are able to 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 move forward but i i'm not sure chairperson because i heard you saying um the presentation from the acting deputy chairperson um i'm not sure what is happening with the with the board of sapo and also the management maybe they could tell us whether i was still fine in terms of leadership there or or maybe they've reached its course and and now we they have to uh, again reappoint a uh, board members or maybe it's just a stand in for for the for the uh, for the members that are not here of the board so that we understand that it's, it is not because of there's no leadership. There's there's no leadership in SAPO, but maybe they are not uh, available today. And also, I don't know, maybe it is me because of I have a problem of network. I'm not sure what is happening because there's no load shedding in my area, but also the fact that um, I did not see any uh, financial part of the presentation. I did not see it. I'm not sure whether maybe it's me or what is happening. But uh, maybe if we would have been also placed on that, to say these are the finances of SAPO, so that we know where we are at this present moment, and then we will be able to 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 move forward. But I'm glad with the presentations that we have received today. That at least SAPO is is showing that um, there is a way forward indeed. Thanks, Jim.
1: I just say uh, check if there are other members who would want to contribute on the item. Yes, Chair. You are recognized. You can proceed. Uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you, know, thank you, Chair, and
5: uh, thanks for uh, the presentation. Uh just, just only one thing. I just want to check... Uh, whether it was uh, only one person who was uh, operating in that post office prior or before the transfer of uh, the other staff member, one staff member from
0: another post office. Just want to be clear on the question. Thank you, Honorable Kumbu, Honorable uh,
8: Uh, Thank you, Chair. Thanks very much. Uh, Let me take this opportunity to greet all the members and the officials who are present here. And also let me thank uh, MP Graham uh, for her presentation on the side uh, of of the committee just to present and to raise all those issues that uh, she was presenting to us. But also, let me say, uh, I'm convinced because before it was as if uh, in these uh, challenges that they were presenting on the site of SAPO, uh, there is nothing that is happening. But I'm happy because right now we are listening to the MP, at least as she's presenting to say, uh, it shows that there is. Uh, those engagements that it's happening uh, between uh, 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 them and the uh, people who are responsible for for, for, for for the post office of 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 Johnsonville and and Treplat as she was explaining. And also let me say I'm convinced now to say on the side of the CEO as she has tried uh, to, to to give us uh, the mitigation side to say, What are they uh, uh, trying to do in order to overcome all those challenges that uh, the MP has been uh, presented to them? So it shows that there is now a a working relations in order to resolve all those challenges as uh, they've managed to even have the uh, the meeting, uh, even with the the, the, the councillor of the area, just to continue to see how best they can have uh, uh, the, the 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 answers to attend those challenges that Miss Graham uh, uh, was presenting. So I'm saying also thanks, uh, but now a CEO can uh, just uh, continue to make a follow up on the side of the. Of that manager, as they were presenting to say, it's still allegations. So, if and only if on the side of the investigation, uh, the investigation can continue in order that finally you can hear, because as uh, uh, MP, she's saying it's allegations, it needs to be uh, verified uh, in order that resolutions uh, uh, must be fine, because indeed it can be the issue of dealing uh, with uh, your personal matters actually in the the post office where it is a public area. So I'm saying, uh, but it's clear that uh, on the side of the challenges, uh, you can hear as they are raising, and the deputy chair also is raising to say, it is one of the legacy things that affect which means the post office there. So also on our side, we will need to see how best can we assist because also on the side of the funding, if it means they can be assisted also, it will be difficult on the side of the post office uh, to, to, to turn around the situation. But I'm happy because other things as they are trying to say They are trying to to, to close uh, the gaps with those challenges that they were having. But at the end of the day, the issue is a legacy issue that needs funding and we need also to see how best. So uh, I'm positively uh, to say maybe tomorrow uh, after the budget, we can maybe hear a positive uh, thing that maybe can assist the side of SAPO in order that uh, they can uh, manage to achieve their goal as they were trying to say, maybe on the side of the turnaround strategy, if they can be assisted indeed with the issue of funding, maybe things will be turn, uh, better on that side. So uh, let me just pause there. I uh, will come in maybe in the second round. Uh, thank you, Che.
0: Thank you, Honourable Kubeka.
1: I take it that Honourable Machos, your hand uh, is uh, the one that I had already recognized and allowed.
7: Yes, the legacy hand, I'll I'll take
1: it. Uh, so It's addressed then the legacy issue by taking the Uh, hand up. Thank you. Um, I, I do recognize that the Deputy Minister has been able to Finally, uh, connect and and is on the platform. Uh, the overview Deputy Minister was done by uh, the acting uh, DG. We are now at the point where there would be a response to some direct questions and comments made. You will also have an opportunity uh, to to give any other response or clarity in as far as our you are handling the, the post office matter. Uh, but for now, I will just check uh, from the department and uh, the entity if there are uh, responses to direct questions that would have been asked. Uh, I will be guided by ourselves, uh, including the acting deputy of uh, Sabo on how you would want to uh, spread the responses. Honorable Machosi has read some points. Uh, Honorable Kumbo, I think was a straightforward question. As well as Honorable Kubega uh, after comments, there's also been a question.
0: Uh, in, that, in that
1: way, would, would then give to yourself
5: Uh, uh, thank you, Chair. Yeah, the the most straightforward uh, questions uh, will be attended to uh, by the CEO and uh, her team. Um, and I don't know whether the Deputy Minister was in already when the question was asked around uh, the leadership of the, of the of the board and its its membership and maybe. Uh, he would be the one that would deal uh, with with that question, Deputy Minister. Uh, but after the other questions would have been uh, would have been attended. The question was asked, Deputy Minister, around uh, the the profile uh, in terms of membership of uh, the board leadership of the post office, uh, which is what uh, I know you are working on in the department. So without much then ado on that score, uh, the CEO, I think, will attend to the Question, questions raised by Honorable Kumbu and also in part uh, the questions raised with, uh, by Honorable Majosi in relation to the, the financial part of the presentation. But I, I think I could take the opportunity even before the CEO comes on because I know that the CEO came in after, long after the first portfolio committee that was held in 2021. I'm merely mentioning that to indicate that the chair of the committee at that time and um, a semblance of a turnaround strategy was also indicated at that meeting. But he ended the meeting by indicating the need for a continued conversation uh, between the entity, the department and the portfolio committee in order uh, to keep uh, the committee members uh, abreast with the developments and not only wait until are issues uh, to be raised. And one wishes to remember that and perhaps to get guidance on how uh, that could be that could be followed up, but that is prompted by the question asked by Honorable Majosi around uh, what she termed the financial part of the presentation, was it's an indication perhaps of the need uh, for the committee uh, to be taken through at some point, and maybe then this channel uh, that was indicated would be the one in terms of the initial performance uh, of the entity in its entirety, uh, which was not necessarily incorporated in the preparations for this presentation as it was more specific uh, to the post office uh, area uh, in the area of Janssenville. So uh, CEO, you might wish to have a bite at that. And I'm certain then that uh, Deputy will be able to address the question of, around the leadership and vacancies in the board. Thank you.
6: Thank you, Chair. Uh, the Honourable majosi uh, Yes, it's, it's a critical question on leadership within the executives. Uh, we have seen over the past couple of years uh, an exodus uh, out of the post office of um, senior qualified um, executives, and we are sitting at the top level with actually just myself being the CEO, who has a a, a contract that is. Uh, to you know to be the group ceo of of sapo the other executives are in acting positions so it is important and is imperative for us to start the recruitment process to enable us to be able to do the work that is required and we could not do that in the last 10 months or so that i have joined sapo purely because of financial Uh, difficulties where we were looking around and saying well how are we even going to pay these salaries but we also equally realize and understand that it actually is a a cycle that if you do not have the correct and the relevant skills in the areas that you need to have and it will affect your finances so if I make an example if we do not have a commercial director, somebody who uh, drives, you know, the the commercial element, where we are looking for new revenue to come in, that's going to become an issue. And as the new strategy talks to us becoming a logistics uh, and a warehousing hub, we are going to need people who have the requisite experience in logistics, and therefore we need to push as much as possible to be able to do that. So that is something we have presented to the board, and the board is in agreement that there are some critical skills that we do need to re- require, and uh, sorry, that we do need to bring on board, and that's the process that we, within which we're working currently. Uh, with respect to the financial part of the presentation, the CFO will take us through a very short presentation that we have uh, so that we can put the committee, you know, on the same page as we are. I think it's a it's a critical uh, piece of information that we need to put in front of the committee so that they understand. So at the end of the The answering of this round, Chair, I would propose that we take that financial presentation so that the next round can also incorporate any questions around finances. But I will leave that uh, to you, Chair. Yes, uh, Honourable Gumbu, yes. There was only one staff member, which explains why it is that they would close the Uh, the office and and be not available at certain times. Perhaps they needed to uh, go and do some, some critical things around. So we do have a number of offices who are one we call them, uh, like they have a single staff member. It's mostly in the small rural towns uh, that are far-flung because they had not been that busy. So that system used to actually uh, work. However, because of the new SRD dynamic that it has brought in, then there was also a, a level of being busy, and therefore, we have had to revise that strategy and be able to transfer people. But the challenge that we sit with, especially in the Eastern Cape. Uh, Our staff members are reluctant to be transferred to these small, far-flung areas, and that becomes an issue, but we have successfully managed to move uh, another staff member to go and join the the branch manager there. There is also an area manager who then looks after the whole area. With regards to the uh, questions and comments raised by the Honorable Kubeka, uh, we are definitely going to be continuing with our investigation uh, on the allegations because they are quite serious and we we like to look at ourselves as an organization that is based on um, ethics and and also morality etc so we cannot then allow uh, rogue elements within or to abuse the Uh, you know, the resources of the post office. Uh, But also, I mean, this new post office that we are building now is one that is obsessed with the customer because we also believe that we only exist for the customer to ensure that we serve uh, as much as possible. So that's the kind of culture that we are bringing into the the organization. The last uh, comment was around funding. Um, even though we have a strategy that will be able to stand on its own two feet. But because we're not starting at zero, we're starting at minus X billion that we owe people to be able to pay them. So we are going to require funding. So funding and support is going to be very important for us because we do need to deal with the historical debt. It's money that we owe, uh, but more importantly, the kind of funding we're looking for, we are very clear that we will use the bulk of it in investing in the new initiatives which would then turn the entity towards sustainability. So we're not going to just take whatever uh, funding that we may get and just go and liquidate the debt and then we're back to square one. It's important for us that we ensure that there's continuity. Yes, we will deal with some of the the debt uh, going into the past. So Chair, I would like to leave it at that and invite the acting CFO, uh, mister Lenny Lely-Governor, to take us through the financial status of the company. Thank you, Chair.
0: Good morning, chair. Can I go ahead, chair? I just
1: wanted to check the deputy minister first if he will be coming in uh before I give guidance on the matter raised.
0: Uh thank you very
9: much, uh, chair. Um my apologies, chair. I'm struggling here where I am. I'm even afraid to open the video because it might collapse my connectivity. I yes, don't know what but I you do can mind. hear it you uh <laughs> it's not yeah open. no thank you very much uh, and my apologies uh I would, I would have liked to uh, to have started with the with the meeting. Um I believe that uh, we were well represented here by the DG. And thanks to her for introducing the subject matter. Chair, uh, I think uh, the CEO, I, I think I caught up with the meeting when the CEO was on the platform. And I think she she did present the issues at SAPO, and uh, she also responded to the two questions that were raised. Um, on our part, Chair, I think we just wish to thank the committee for the continued engagement that we're having with yourself, uh, but also to indicate that uh, I think at, the, at an appropriate time we will come back and present the, the new strategy that uh, we have developed uh, together with the the board uh, and the entity. So we'll come back and present the strategy. But I think much hope that we are having chair for now dressed with the, the announcements that are going to be made tomorrow. As part of the budget speech by the by the Minister of Finance, but uh, I think just safe to say that we are in a very difficult space in terms of the finances of the organisation. We are trying all our best to try and make sure that we turn around the entity. We make sure that uh, there is sufficient funding available to be able to continue to run the entity as a going concern. But for now, Chair, I don't think that uh, there's much that we can say. I think we have been covered by the EGDEN DG when she made an overview on behalf of ourselves as the department. Thank you very much. Che. Thank you. Uh-
0: Deputy
1: Minister, I've, I've tried to give you space to speak because, as you say, may also start in the other thing. Um, I just wanted to check Honourable Members uh, before we allow the CFO. The item before us relates to a petition uh, from... Uh, honorable crime which has been responded to and that was, uh, that petition is quite specific about a situation in a particular post office
0: um, and 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 therefore
1: she would have seen a bit of improvement uh, but there are also other things that still need. Uh, attention, um, which is something similar to what is experienced elsewhere. So I just wanted us to have that understanding first and foremost, Um, and that we still have a presentation that we'd need from uh, SAPO. As per the agreement we had, with the minister. When the minister requested this committee to put the matters of SAPO, its finances, and general strategy aside, that they go and work on that and come back uh, to the committee. I think that's something I thought we could come back to it, having completed um, the item that we had to deal with. That's more from the point of the committee. I don't want us to have a discussion that is uh, all over, uh, but focused uh, so that we can complete uh, the item as referred to the committee, uh, uh, through the ATC. Um, So I see the deputy minister wants to come back uh, before we can agree on how we move forward. Deputy minister?
9: Uh, thank you, Chair. So, sort of my apologies. Uh, there was a question about the vacancies in the board, which uh, unfortunately I I missed that question. Uh, maybe just to say to honourable members that uh, we do have vacancies in the board. Uh, we have received about uh, three. Uh, or four resignations. Uh, so we are in the process of filling those vacancies. We've just gone out about a week or so ago to invite the uh, South Africans who wishes to be part of the board to apply. So the minister is taking a view that instead of uh, filling in the vacancies of the chairperson because we do have a vacancy there there was an acting chairperson who also unfortunately resigned so instead of and and of course we were for an acting deputy chair who's uh, able leading the board as we as we are now so the minister has taken a view that instead of filling those uh, vacancies we should allow the process of uh, Applications. And then we should fill all the vacancies at once, and uh, and of course uh, she will then appoint the chairperson and the deputy chairperson of the board. Thank you, chair, and my apologies for
0: for that.
1: Thank you, deputy minister. But as I said, the uh, Honourable Members, maybe just for us to complete the point on the matter that is specific and before us, um, just to check if there are follow up questions, but also afford Honourable uh, uh, Graham uh, Murray to uh, just uh, also make comments uh, on the responses that have been received from. Uh, the ministry, the department, uh, and the entity itself, uh, based on a petition. Uh, of course, we may want, as the committee, to have another
0: discussion uh, post the
1: uh, the budget uh, speech, uh, where where support still need to come before us, of course, led by the ministry. In particular, look at the turnaround strategy and how that uh, is funded. Uh, and I'm saying this because we have come to a conclusion long ago that it would not matter which board, which management you put in SAPO, uh, which strategy you put, uh, but it's quite clear you would need to inject funding. And the understanding was that we should not throw money to problems because the problems will always be there. But we should be throwing the money to the solutions to those problems so that at a particular point, we can get away from bailouts uh, or recapitalization, whatever way you are comfortable to call it. Uh, But that these entities can stand... Uh, on their own, and I think that needs a thorough discussion uh, uh, by the committee with the ministry uh, present. Um, in this instance, I'm referring to the minister and deputy minister, uh, as well as the, the entity. Right. So I would I would want to to know that we we just get to focus on at least the part of the petition first. Uh, and then, in the summary, we can then agree on how we are going to handle uh, the other matters that relate to, to sub. May I just check if, firstly, if there are honorable members who would want to make follow ups if there are questions that have not uh, been responded to uh, properly on the matter at hand? Uh, and if not, maybe also allow uh, honorable uh, Graham uh, Murray, uh, just to also have uh, comments as the person who has uh, put up uh, the petition on behalf
0: of the constituents. Uh, Is
1: there any hand that I do not see from other members? Okay, we we'll Honorable, mm-hmm. honorable- mm-hmm. and then we'll uh, then get to
0: um one, I one,
7: no thank you chairperson um it's not that uh, there's a question that has not been answered from my side but uh, also to say that um uh, it must it must be highlighted then by the deputy minister greetings to the deputy minister as well that uh, even in the management Chairperson, for accountability sake and maybe for also the question that has been raised about funding and so forth. When people are in positions, we are able to then um, uh, bring them onto the accounting side and also they take responsibility of whatever that happens in the in the entity so i i think also in the management while there is acting cfo and so forth we must also look at that organogram and make sure that we fill in those positions that we need to fill in and 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 uh, and and get a stable a, a organization that will be able then to to foresee that the programs and and the performance of sapo uh, is taken care of i think those concerns i hear that the port the uh, part, the part of the port has been addressed but also in the management with the acting positions that are there can we at least uh, fill in those so that we are able to 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 move forward with 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 a an that is approved thanks chair
0: Thank you, Honourable Makhshouzou. May uh, I then
1: take uh, Honourable Graham
4: Um, Chairperson, person, firstly, I'd really like to once again thank you very, very much for the opportunity to present to your committee today. It's been an absolute pleasure engaging with everybody. Um, and I would like to thank the post office for their response to our petition um, and the feedback provided today. Um, you know, it's there are places like Kliplart and Ritbraun and Varteford. Um, Those are the sort of places that are very easily forgotten about where, um, you know, people are just left with nothing and no resources. Um, so I'm truly appreciative of the attention that's been given to this petition um, and for the um, interventions that have been brought in by the police, uh, the post office to address the concerns that were raised in the in the petition. Um, And also for the willingness of the the post office to look at engagements, um, ongoing engagements, so that we can keep on working together um, for the benefit of our community. Um, As they said, the SRD grant is not going away anytime soon, um, and we need to be looking at ways to make this a humane experience and a dignified experience for the people that that are applying for grants. And I think they are working very well towards that. So um, once again, from my side, obviously, we'll be monitoring what's happening in our post offices, but I have that line of communication open, which has made a world of difference um, in order for us to address any of the concerns immediately and and to get um, issues resolved as quickly as possible. So once again, from my side, um, I'd like to wish the post office the best of luck. It's such an intrinsic part of our our society, of our country. um, And I know they've been beset by so many problems. Um, COVID hasn't helped. Um, But just know that we, you know, we're holding thumbs and hoping that the new CEO and and the new board um, are in a position to turn this entity around. It's a a very important entity. I spoke to somebody on a plane last night, an American fellow, who said that um, he had been battling to find a post office to buy a stamp. Um, he wanted to take a stand back to America with him. So it's just something to bear in mind um that that sometimes it's it's difficult for we forget um what the post office started as. Um, but from my side, thank you very much to you, chair, to your committee, to your outstanding secretari- secretariat um and to the post office for the hard work that's gone into addressing my concerns. Thank you very much.
1: Well thank you uh, Honourable Car uh, Murray. Um, And in that score, Honourable Members, um, I think the other part raised by Honourable Matches can still be uh, responded to, as would be thoroughly dealing with the the matter that would be coming before us. Mm -hmm. But as far as the item on the petition, uh, we we really appreciate that... uh, uh, Indeed, with the referral that has been made, uh, it just highlights the point mm-hmm. that we need to do more. And I think the post office and the department uh assist with that. And and, and I must say, uh, Honorable Grammar, the 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 complaints about the post office. I receive from different uh, constituencies, and sometimes uh, members of the committee themselves are called in uh, individually. And I'm sure they would attest to that, and and sometimes those problems would need urgent attention. And as part of Tunga oversight work, would uh, would engage with the ministry and and the post office. Because some of those could not wait until a hearing uh, is held or or we get a presentation like it has happened today. I can count a number of uh, MPs who serve their constituencies. I I, I remember a time when Honorable Ramadua in Toyando experienced the same mineral people. Uh, queuing and it was raining at the time, and and the machines were not working uh, to help the people, and we had to intervene uh, because there was a payment issue also at the time, and 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 I must say that uh, both the ministry, uh, the board, and, and 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 the management and sub corresponded uh, positively, uh, working with other partners uh, to try and resolve the problem. Yeah, I think in the Eastern Cape again. We have an example of Honourable um, Lenzana, who also presented his constituency well. Um, I think it was also an SRT uh, payment closure of the post office when people are queuing the in numbers. And I think the reaction uh, from uh, the ministry, the department and, and, and SAPU was also swift in that regard. I'm raising this point so that it's also understood uh, that even the committee itself uh, is seized with these challenges. Hence, we would want to look at lasting solutions uh, uh, to the problems because the peaceful uh, approach reacting on a particular specific matter at a time may not resolve uh, all the problems we are faced with. Uh, and we are raising this point um, purely on the same sentiments have uh, shared with us, the importance of the post office as a first point of entry to government uh, services in most of uh, uh, the areas that are more remote. Uh, and I usually say that uh, in the urban spaces, uh, given uh, diversity that's there, uh, uh, people have got access to other services uh, uh, that they would use, whether you talk connectivity and so on. But with the rural uh, towns and so on, they still uh, rely more in terms of most of government services from the post office. And we dare not make it to fail. We have to work together that services can get to our people. On matters that are outstanding, like the investigations, or allegations made, I think there's commitment there that you would be able to uh, get feedback on that, whether it is um, in the form of writing that the matter has been investigated and this is the outcome and the same would come uh, to the portfolio uh, committee. So once again, uh, thanks for uh, also making time uh, to raise uh, matters on behalf of uh, your constituency. And surely if We work together to best represent our people There would be solutions to their problems, working with them. Uh, Thank you, uh, uh, Ms. Kremmer, Honorable Member. We will then release you, I think, at this point, uh, if you want to. uh, But uh, for for the other items, they are merely and that of the committee, as well as how we would want to deal with the next uh, appearance of uh, of support uh, before the committee. Thank you. Uh, you can leave. Thank you. So as we allow uh, Honorable Graham Murray to, to leave, I, I, I just wanted to come back to this point, Honorable Members, because it has been raised by also the Deputy Chair, uh, Acting Deputy Chair, Uh, I hope the Deputy Minister is still uh, with us, Uh, but if he has left, surely um, the Department uh, uh, to the acting DG will relate this and the PLOs. Um, Okay, I see he's he's still here. I I think, uh, Honourable Members, the, the only reason I've tried to get us to focus on the petition. I just wanted us that we complete the part of the petition, uh, so that our resolve on what needs to happen going forward is not uh, uh, diluted with the resolution of a specific matter, uh, and that's the reason I've also tried to stop any presentation that talks to the finances, which come as a result of a question, and and these are the reasons. We have, as the committee, looked at different uh, Auditor General reports uh, of SABU. Of course, we understand that they have also been submitted very late, uh, and we know that it is because of capacity problems and that. And then there was a commitment uh, that we should not schedule SABU. Uh, because at the time we had scheduled a number of meetings so that we are able to talk to this matter, we have been requested, which the committee acceded to, uh, that we do not engage the matter until the ministry works with Sabu and National Treasure to look at the turnaround strategy, which, as I said, as the committee were convinced, it will not work out. Unless you put money to it, and and we understood that we are not putting the money to the problems, but to the solutions that they would put up in the turnaround strategy, uh, and we have not received that report, and we take it that it's been work in progress, uh, and and waiting to hear whether there will be any indication of whether this would be supported based on the turnaround uh, strategy that has been put uh, forward. And we've been made to understand before, Honourable Members, that that part of the problem is that there have been many other turnaround strategies before, and they could not be implemented because there were turnaround strategies before, uh, when there was uh, leadership at the time which were funded uh, through those bailouts or recapitalization, and the intended results were were not seen or accountability uh, thereof. So so I think that then when we are to deal with the matter thoroughly, we should also understand that that was set to be turnaround strategy at the time, the allocations that were made and what could have been the results. And if there were no results, what do investigations say would have been the problems. So as to learn from that, uh, that we don't submit turnaround strategies that would not mean and then uh, put money to those and you still get back to ask for a bailout. This would have been the approach of this committee, even when we're dealing with the SABC bailout, that we shouldn't be having them coming back again asking for a bailout. They have to make sure that the strategy uh, to turn around the SABC, it works such that the SABC is able to sustain itself going forward. So the same here. So I want, I want to uh, guide the meeting in this score that actually we do not take another presentation, which we already know, uh, on, on SABO owing creditors and, and owing third parties that they may have not been paid. Uh, I'm sure those of you would remember the late Honorable uh, Mackenzie used to ask the question, are you going to be able to pay next month? Uh, so, so I'm just saying we know the problems. But we need solutions to the problems. And that's what the turnaround strategy should be about. Uh, and if need be, honorable members, because when we adopted the program, we agreed that it's a living document. And if there are matters of agency that needs to come before us, we may amend the program. I suggest that uh, we have an item that's really about the turnaround strategy and the funding thereof of, of uh, in a way that makes it to be the entity that services our people uh, and and what they call the future uh, post office. So we really need to know that ourselves at the committee so that when we do oversight, we you know what we're what dealing with. Uh, so, so Deputy Minister, uh, you may want probably to also come in on that because... Surely you do know where you are in terms of that turnaround strategy, in terms of uh, the part that relates to funding and so on. Uh, But my suggestion was that, uh, Honourable Members, we, we do not handle it now. We complete the item on the petition, but have a proper item that comes before the committee, which could be circulated on time. So that we read, we apply our minds on it and prepare better for a proper discussion. Um, So that's what I want to put forward, honorable members. But as I say, maybe the Deputy Minister can just come in uh, to just indicate their their readiness so that we can look at the program, amend it if need be, and bring a session with uh, SABO even have uh um, move forward uh, than would have looked at it. Deputy Minister, I'm not sure if you'd want to comment at this point. Yeah. Oh, okay,
9: thank you very much. Um, uh, I, well, thank you very much for your for the points that you raised and the Honorable Matt I think as well uh would we'll be very glad chair uh, to come back and brief yourself on the the situation currently with regard to the finances uh with regard to the post office <laughs> uh because it's a necessary briefing that we need to give you chair because it concerns the future of the post office as we know it today. Uh, I'm sure you have been interacting with a number of reports in the past, uh, before even our time uh, when we joined yourself in August last year. And I'm sure you're aware of uh, the dire situation that the post office is facing currently. Uh, We are all hoping, Chair, that the pronouncements that are going to be made tomorrow will, uh, will be very positive with regard to the future situation of the post office. Because uh, without getting into the details of what you are requesting, just to be very frank and honest with yourself, Chair, that the entity as you know it today is really facing serious difficulties. Financially, and we are looking forward to treasure to helping us to turn around the situation. I can confirm that uh, the department working together with the post office and the board of the post office, uh, we have finalized and we have adopted a new strategy in terms of turning around the post office which we are calling it the post office of tomorrow, which would we'll be very glad to come back to yourself and to brief you about the details of the strategy. Uh, probably in the not so uh, foreseeable future, so probably in the next uh, coming weeks during this parliamentary term, we can come back and brief you about that. But we we can confirm that uh, the board, the post office, the board and ourselves in the department, we have finalized a strategy which we think that uh, we can turn around the post office. But as I said, all of this is going to be dependent on the funding that uh, will be pronounced tomorrow in the budget. we remain hopeful, Chair, that Treasury is going to appreciate the kind of situation that the post office finds itself. There is serious difficulties, Chair, you know. I'm sure you might have seen movements around where honourable members stay and where I stay. Just yesterday, I went to one of the post offices next to my area. Uh, only to find that it has been closed. So this might be the situation across the country. So Che, we will really appreciate an opportunity for us to come and brief you and engage with yourself about what we think that can work in terms of turning around the post office. But what we can leave you with is that uh, we must all be hopeful That uh, we receive something from Treasury so that we can be able to maintain the post office's going concern. Uh, With regard to the question by Honorable Majosi, I think uh, uh, part of the turnaround is to look at the organizational architecture of the post office and uh, Uh, We we don't want to fill in the vacancies that are there in the executive management because we think that uh, we need to align the organizational structure with a new strategy that has been developed so that as we fill in those positions, it's in line with uh, what we think that should happen going forward. So, yeah, there there has been a delay in filling of the vacancies, especially in the executive management because we would like the entity to align the structure with the strategy that has been recently developed. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you, Deputy Minister.
1: I think we should uh, then agree, Honourable Members, that the item before us has been dealt with, but we've further agreed to Have a meeting with uh, SAPO. We'll just get into the program, uh, look to some amendments to it uh, to allow uh, SAPO to come back still in the stem to to present to us uh, uh, that strategy. And at least that would be post uh, the budget uh, speech by the Finance Minister, so so we'll be at least engaging with that uh, on the background. So if we so agree, Honourable Members, I would want us to really look at uh, at the other item, which is uh, looking at the minutes uh, of previous uh, meetings uh, so that they are approved and that decisions that are captured there, uh, at least, are, are able to to be taken forward. Hajira, I understand that we are dealing with the with the minutes. The actual report, in in particular, on the sita one that we dealt with, would still come as a separate uh, report. But for today, we deal with just the minutes.
2: That's correct, Chair. We're just dealing with the minutes of the 7th of December, which is outstanding. And then the 15th of February, just to indicate who was present, and the report will be adopted next week, Chair.
1: Thank you. I just wanted that, uh, that clarity. So, Honourable Members, we will now take the minutes of uh, the 7th, uh, but as it is the case... Uh, for those that may want to leave from the department and the entity, as this is just a matter for committee members, uh, they are free to leave the platform, uh, to attend to other engagements that may be there. Uh, otherwise, you, you, can, you can still stay if you want to. Uh, we are now on
0: the minutes of the 7th. You can scroll. Um, Chairperson, I yes, have my yes, hand sir. up. Uh,
3: that Honorable Mbele. Yes, yes, thank Donor you, Chairperson. Yes. Uh, it's just one uh typo gremlin that I think crept in, which is on, on page two of the seven December minutes. Um my, my surname is misspelt in, in, in all instances relating to all the dates of the of the minutes that we were discussed. Um there's an L between the H and the E that shouldn't be there. But that's all that I spotted uh, previously.
0: Thank you, Honorable we Proceed. If there are no further
1: points to raise there or corrections, can I then have a formal um, uh, mover and seconder adoption of the minutes of the 7th of Chairperson
3: uh, Mbele here, I'm happy to move for adoption.
1: Honourable Mbele moves, can I get a seconder? Chairperson, second. Honourable Mutembo, second. and that takes us to the next set of minutes, the minutes of the 15th of February. With that understanding, Honourable Members, that uh, the actual report uh, on CETA will then come as a separate one for submission to the House. I don't see any hand on my side. If there is uh, no correction to be made, we also get a formal mover and seconder. Uh,
0: chairperson, happy to uh, move for adoption as well here.
1: Honorable, first moves. Can I get a uh,
7: second, Chairperson?
1: Second, honorable Majors seconds, and the minutes are adopted. So, honorable Kubek, you wanted to make a
8: correction. Uh, no, Chair, I was <laughs> I was going to second, but you okay. already ma- Ah, honorable Majors has
1: already seconded, Chair. She she made a comment in the F.P. So thank you, Honorable Kubega. So the minutes are agreed to. And uh, I take it that
0: uh, Ajira
2: that's those were the two. Uh, that's correct, Chief. And that the last item. That's the last item change.
1: Okay, thank you. Uh, Honourable members, um, I take it that would uh, indeed uh, formally welcome uh, the other members uh, of the committee from the Democratic Alliance. In, in our next meeting, surely uh, the, the formalities would have been would have been done. But I take it that, uh, having observed. Uh, Uh, The way we engage in the committee, uh, they would also feel uh, at home when we welcome them, and that uh, they would easily fit uh, in the discussions uh, that would follow uh, in that score. So we'll we'll do that formalisation probably in the next uh, meeting. Otherwise, I must take this opportunity, honourable members, Uh, to thank you for uh, staying the course uh, up until now uh, without problems of uh, losing connectivity completely uh, because sometimes it does happen. And when it happens with communications, uh, you know what that means uh, because others are also looking at us uh, to help uh, South Africa to be fully connected. Um, so it should be a reminder of our oversight work at all times. But I'm, 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 I must really thank you as as a team uh, that we can still have the energy to ensure that those that need to be held accountable, we, we, we do that without uh, fear or favour as true representatives of the people of South Africa, as parliamentarians and as that's, that's how our call. called, to so represent the people uh, of the country. And we do this uh, at all times in this committee without looking at uh, uh, party lines, uh, but really look at ourselves as a collective team that South Africans have sent uh, to the parliament uh, to serve them. Uh, that's what we've been doing uh, throughout. So let's keep that. Um, of course, until we meet uh, again, honourable members, uh, the business for the meeting has, uh, has been completed and this meeting stays adjourned until we meet again. Thank you. Thank
7: you, Chair. Thank you, Thank Chair. Chair. What were you saying about hey, the Kelsey. I'm, I'm tired. I was just saying oh, you how may how be a you? comrade in
1: the IFPA. Recording
7: stopped. <laughs> 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 I'm I'm good.
8: Mama
7: Pega Gunchani. man.